My ancestors taught me this. When times are tough, we must stay close to each other. My roots go back to a little farming town in the deep, deep south called Pioneer, Louisiana. Population, all of 154. My ancestors, the Wilsons, were farmers, and fortunately for them, they owned the land they worked. After my grandparents were married, they moved to the big city of Little Rock, Arkansas, along with three of my grandfather's siblings. They were looking for a better life there. While in Little Rock, my grandparents endured hardships, but they had family, which made life tolerable and sometimes enjoyable. They raised their three children, my mother, my aunt, and my uncle. My mother and her siblings were friends with some of the Little Rock Nine, who had to be escorted to high school by the National Guard because they were attempting to integrate the public schools. <clears throat> when it came time for my mother's generation of the Wilsons to spread their wings, they decided to continue the migration further north. My mother and her two siblings moved to Chicago. This was the great migration full of promise and opportunities for blacks. I grew up with my aunt and uncle always living within five blocks of me. I have one brother, but because of the closeness of my mother and her siblings, I grew up with my cousins really being my extended brothers and sisters. I had a great time growing up with them. It, and it allowed me to endure the hardships of racism and segregation that young blacks, the young black people in Chicago knew too well. And then, in the fall of 1982, I packed my bags and left home for St. Louis University. I initiated my own migration, if you will. A naive kid from the city of Chicago who thought I knew everything there was to know. I set off to become the first male in my family to graduate from college. Ronald Reagan was president, and we were being told that we were fortunate that the wealthy would be nice <laughs> and trickle down their financial gains from huge tax cuts <laughs> to us lucky, diverse, and less fortunate citizens. Even then, I knew matriculating graduate school was a must. In my mind, there was not an option to fail because I knew trickle-down was a farce and that teenage pregnancy and crime were not the roads to a good life. <clears throat> my mother drove me to St. Louis that fall, and as she left my dorm room returning home, I thought about how I got to where I was at that point in my life. My first thought was of the hanging tree that I was told about when I went to Pioneer, Louisiana, <clears throat> to watch my grandfather be laid to rest in his hometown. My great uncle Henry pointed out the tree to me and told me that's where they hanged us. I remembered as a teenager taking the L train and passing the public housing skyscrapers, Ida B. Wells, for example, where many of the blacks who were part of the Great Migration 
were taught to believe that living in slum housing was good for them. I wondered why poverty, crime, drug usage, and teenage pregnancies were supposed to be good things. Fast forward to today, and now we have President Donald Trump asking us to believe what Ronald Reagan tried to convince us to believe 35 years ago. That we are fortunate that the wealthy will trickle down their prosperity to the less fortunate and we'll all be better off for it. Like my family taught me through their migrations and survived hardships that when times get tough, families must be close to each other. First Universalists, in order for us to survive these next four years, we must stay close to each other and migrate through the tough times ahead for all of us so that we too can move our society to a better place. Come, let us worship together. <laughs>